Welcome back to this town. A lot has happened in the two weeks uh, since we had our last show. I mean, I'm here with uh, with my main man, Jim Veros. Jim, how you doing? Dude, nice Ahmad Rashad reference. Very cool. <laughs> my main well. man. My main man. Main over man, there. Alex Tavlian. This week on Rewind. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you would get that and no one else. So that's the best part. So that's why Wait, does that make me Ahmad Rashad or Will Obey? <laughs> You're Will Obey. I'm, oh, I'm putting you there. <laughs> Now, uh, listen, listen, sidebar, because I know we did a pre-show we're going to talk about really serious stuff, but since you dropped the Ahmad Rashad reference, um, have you been watching uh, Last Dance on ESPN about Michael I, Jordan? I have been watching it, which is uh, phenomenal. This is maybe one of the best like documentaries I've seen. I'm a, I'm a very big fan, and I, I really caught the, like, the, the portion of you know, the, the last season. That was when I was, I was super young, so this is like, right. fascinating to watch all of the stuff that sort of dovetailed into 98 when he, when he let, when Michael Jordan left and the team broke up. And that's the thing that's tough between you and me is because I'm, you know, I'm 42 and you're 19. Um, is ouch. That... ouch. <laughs> oh. But no, um, is what I me... give for 19 again. Okay. <laughs> right. Exactly. Um, is I grew up in Metro Detroit. I grew up in the suburbs and me as a nine year old boy, uh, the Detroit Tigers were great. The Detroit Red Wings were coming up. But the bad boys, the Detroit Pistons, were my everything. My father and I watched every game. I mean, and I'm telling you, the level of hate that I had for Michael Jordan was, I mean, off the charts. I mean, as, 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 a, as a grandson of Greek immigrants, uh, he was right up there with Turkey. It was really like it was. It was kind of like Turkey, <laughs> the communist Michael Jeffrey Jordan. It was right there. Um, but as I got older, and the Pistons obviously faded away, um, and I, you know, I played basketball when I was younger. You, you looked at it, and it wasn't just about the hoops when it came to Jordan. It was the it was the brand. It was everything that he did for the game globally. It was everything about marketing and shoes and, 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 uh, you know, um, you know, my first pair of Jordans, my grandmother bought for me and you, you know, like I, I wore those things. Come on, man. I mean, like he was, he transcended just the sport. It was the whole kit and caboodle. And it is now th- this 10 part mini series is, has been fantastic. Oh, I, absolutely. And, and it's, it's funny because there have been so many elements of the like the Jordan '80s and '90s Bulls story that have been told from so many angles. Thirty for Thirty obviously did a whole documentary on on uh, um, you know Air Jordans and and how Nike wound up you know signing Michael Jordan and the whole process to that point. Um, you have a lot of other angles of the story from his time in college, uh, but it's it's seeing this and seeing all of those pieces come together at the pinnacle. Um, and you think today, 
there's no one uh, who I think has assembled that much firepower or star power under one roof quite no. the same since. No. I think I think that was the pinnacle of like I, I always joke. I think we hit the pinnacle of mass media in like 1996 or 1995. Right. Like I think I don't think we ever will be back to that point ever again uh, because there's there's so many. It's so we're just so fragmented um of a of a society now but that at that time i mean holy cow that guy you know the, the, maybe three things on planet earth were as recognizable as michael jordan and, and i think you know mcdonald's and coca-cola are probably the only other two that are out there i mean it's, right. it's you know it was like michael jordan coca-cola mcdonald's anybody around the world knew who those three things what those three things were and well, uh, and, and, and one thing that i i took away from probably one of the the first couple episodes can you imagine being the chief financial officer right now of Adidas, watching this and say, and hearing Michael Jordan say, I always liked Adidas, but they didn't want me. Yeah. Knowing. <laughs> yeah. The yeah. I mean, like, you can't even come up with a number that would be, that would be factual. That no. the amount of money that they missed out on. I, oh, I, yeah. I, 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 I would love to see some mathematician come up with the amount of cash flow lost from Adidas by not signing Michael Jordan to a big, to the Nike deal. Oh, well, exactly. Yeah. And, 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 and the, what that, I mean, I'm sure forever changed like Nike. I mean, Nike just, I mean, again, like the, 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 the superstardom that came with Nike alone because they were not a big brand when he signed with them and he, they, he turned them into what they are. And Adidas was the Supreme. And they lost it. Like, that's the, the crazy change of fortune right there. And, yeah, I'm sure there's executives who are still pounding their heads into the oh. desk trying to figure out how we could have screwed this up anymore. Uh, well, you know. And I think also because LeBron has been the sort of trademark of not just Nike, but of the NBA now for almost a generation. And there's been this who was better, uh, Jordan or LeBron, uh, debate that's been going on for over a decade. I think you watch this, um, you watch this miniseries, and you can say LeBron has been more civically minded. LeBron has cared more about the players. LeBron has cared more about where he grew up than Michael Jordan. But when it comes to just straight basketball and motivation and just bullying his own team so that they could literally be the best team on the planet. I'm sorry. It's still Jordan. It's always going to be Jordan. I ain't never seen anyone that's going to be like him. No way. Uh, yeah, no, no, no disagreement. And I think that is that will kind of settle some of the, the debate between the two of them, I think, to some extent. And, and there's differences. And, and just like there was this debate with, with when Kobe Bryant was in the league with Michael Jordan at the same time, and it was sort of like the new guy who was going to replace Michael Jordan. And they really didn't turn out, they did not have, they had very different careers, um, different levels of success. But it was, and that's the thing is, is Jordan's ability to have a so-called super team that wasn't assembled by, you know, LeBron sort of assembled his own and has tried to assemble it multiple times. You know, Jordan really just brought out the guy, brought out the best in the guys that were put in front of him. Um, right. And, and still hated the general manager the whole way there. <laughs> and, and listen, that's something that's driving me crazy is that, listen, I'm no Jerry Krause fan, but if you're going to spend all series long bashing a dead guy, Jerry Krause, 
if you're going to bash Jerry, then then I'm sorry. Uh, why are you not bashing Reinsdorf? Because See, Reinsdorf, that's, Reins, that's, that's what's driving. Reason. That's yeah. That's what's that's what's driving me crazy. Is yeah, that they're and, they're letting Reinsdorf off the hook. And, and that's at the end of the day, it's like that's the boss. Like that's the guy who is giving. Right. He gave he gave Kraus the you know the 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 keys, but it's his car. You know, I think that 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 was frustrating. And and I think a lot of the times we we forget. I mean, this particular melodrama and, and it's very narrow. Like that, the blame is there most of the time. The average person, if you're dealing with that situation, no matter who you are, you're putting the blame on the big boss. You're not putting it on the middleman to some to most extent. But maybe honestly, I sometimes I look at that and I feel like it's the um, it's the senior VP coming in from corporate to your office telling you how to do your job and you've just had it. And and yeah. it doesn't matter it doesn't matter about the CEO or the owner of the company. That senior VP is just the jerk and you're going after him. And, well, uh, and, and it seemed like Kraus, like I said, it seemed like Kraus definitely wanted more credit for assembling the team. And yes. when you start hearing more and more about him and Scotty Pippen, who listen, I I respect the absolute hell out of Michael Jordan for a number of different things. Scotty Pippen is right up there with, I'd say, top three athletes that I despise. I st- for for, for Scotty Pippen to be named one of the top fifty players, that, it's just insane that he was there. <laughs> but I, I I will I will just say uh, he was part of that team. And when I found you know when when they say that Jerry Krause wanted to trade Scotty Pippen for T Mac, you kind of go. Yeesh. Like why? Like, Jer- huh? Jerry Krause. Jerry Krause really did. He really wanted that. He wanted the credit. He wanted to be the Auerbach. He wanted to be, um, you know, the this sort of uh, 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 blueprint of how to build a team. And he just never got that credit because oh, you had the greatest player of all time running the team. Yeah, uh, and you and you're never you're always going to be the backseat GM in in their eyes. Just, just like for a stretch, when, you know, and I get to use the LeBron comparison. Just like for a stretch, the head coaches of the Cleveland Cavaliers were taking a backseat to the right. star. You know, it's like the coaching is almost irrelevant at that level because you know you've got the number one player there who recruited all the players to come to the franchise, and he's basically coaching the team, and you're just there as a, almost as like a you know suit and tie spectator, and that's it. Well, and we and we should probably tie it in because obviously this podcast is about Fresno, is. When Michael Jordan used to come to Fresno every summer mm-hmm. for the Rod for the Rod Higgins basketball camp, everybody wanted to go. Oh yeah, everybody wanted to know where Jordan was going, where he was staying. You know, I, I mean, listen, in the early nineties or late eighties, early nineties, when he would come to Fresno, I mean, it was everything, everything. Yeah. That when Jordan was in town for those for those couple of days, so. Uh, yeah. Well, hey, that that was sort of a tangent I didn't expect, but uh, hey, I think it was a nice uh, a nice tangent to get our mind off of some really nasty stuff that was going on uh, in Fresno this past week. Yeah, we, we had a we had a very interesting last what do you want to call it ten days, and I get I guess we could I don't know how far back you want to go. I, we could go back to yeah, I think much of the many of the issues that we're going to talk about sort of stem from. I'm going to refer to it as the Friday from Hell, um, which was two weeks ago. Uh, Fresno Mayor Lee Brand announced he was going to extend uh, the city's shelter-in-place ordinance, and he announced this whole plan of authorizing businesses to reopen, uh, a lot of mostly retail, 
um, and allowing pretty much every retail business that exists in the city to open at some level, whether it's curbside pickup or actually allowing customers to come in. Uh, you know, one of the big things was he required people to now everyone has to wear a mask when they're out in public. Um, and that kind of touched off a firestorm. Uh, would you agree, Jim, that that was pretty much that was that was firestorm territory? That uh, was fire. Yeah, no, I, I, I don't disagree with you on that. Most people, I, I think it was safe to say, you know, and then a lot of it I wrote about at the Sun, you know, a lot of people who were involved in decision making at the city who are not Lee Brand had other expectations and uh, were very much in the dark. And Friday came and they were very surprised. And then the, and the public really had no sort of uh, uh, guideline or, or, or uh, you know, path to figure out where they were going. And so when Lee Brand announces another month of shelter in place is in store, um, you know, it's, it's like a bad groundhog day. You're just not happy that winter is going to last for six more weeks. Um, and so people really got annoyed. You know, Mayor Brand did his best on, on, you know, Friday afternoon radio trying to sort of, you know, explain what's going on, what's happening. And he, he got, he was on the wrong side of a lot of people that day. He was, you know, attacked by people on his committee, um, you know, and, and, and it kind of forced a reckoning amongst people on his reopening committee to sort of fix what they found were the problems in this proposal that really no one had looked at. And so, uh, you know, last week they sort of come together, figure out, okay, we have a plan that's going to work a little bit easier. We're going to authorize businesses to open. We're not going to go through a very onerous process to, to authorize them. We're just going to kind of trust them to follow these guidelines we're going to set out. And so Monday, um, businesses were allowed to finally reopen with those guidelines and restrictions. Uh, but in the interim, by Thursday, one business uh, became sort of the, the focal point of a lot of frustration around the order. And that business is the waffle shop. And I want everyone to know it is the waffle shop, not the waffle house, the waffle shop. Because Jim, what is the difference between a shop and a waffle house? What is the difference? Oh, well, one is a classically trained waltz. The other one is, um, I don't know, marching on a pothole-ridden highway. Uh, no, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> listen, I, Waffle House is everything that you want in a late-night diner-style operation. And that's something that drives me nuts about this town is we've got great places like the Waffle Shop and other places that are breakfast places, and they're open breakfast time into early afternoon. Not at 1.30 in the morning when I need smothered in cover to soak up every ounce of alcohol that I have ingested for five hours. That's the greatest thing about Waffle House. It wasn't that it was uh, late morning breakfast. It was four in the morning. I just needed, you know, I don't want to be super hungover tomorrow. So uh, there is no Waffle Houses in Fresno, and I, I got I, I got a little upset that people kept calling it the Waffle House. It's not the Waffle House. Don't say there's a Waffle House in Fresno. Just like there's no Dairy Queen in Fresno, or or it, Cracker Barrel. You know, it's like no Cracker Barrel. Here's the thing, though: they keep playing Dairy Queen commercials in Fresno. Uh, in Fresno, and the reason why that was is that for years there was a Dairy Queen at the food court in Manchester Mall. And no one knew about it. That's why well, but, those commercials but, got placed in that market. Now well, it's gone. Because wait, they, on, needed to, they needed to clean up Manchester to make it nice, whatever. But then wait, they, but, they... Go ahead. But is there, is, there, is there not a Dairy Queen in Las Banas still? 
Is there a Dairy Queen in Los Banos? There, there used to be a Dairy Queen in Los Banos. Hang on, oh, I'm hang looking. On. I'm looking? looking right now. Wait a minute. Don't uh, make that sort of accusation because the only place I stopped well, in Los Banos was a Dairy Queen. It, is, and you know is, what? Is Donut it's, Nation. It's, if you're not stopping at Donut Nation in, in, in Los Banos, you're missing out. Uh, let's see here. Hold on. No, nope, that one's a Modesto. Hold up. Hold up. There you, I will tell you this much. There used to be a Dairy Queen in Los Banos. It was on Pacheco Boulevard. Right. Uh, hold on. But I don't see any... I don't see it being an active place that is actively open. Right. But it, I, I do want to say, I almost want to say I have a photo of their sign on my Instagram from like 2010, like when it, when I first started my Instagram. Uh, but I but I am almost certain, I know there was. Now, whether there still is is a different story, but there was a Dairy Queen in, in Las Banas in the last decade. So now, I'll, I'll leave this, it at the, that. The closest Dairy Queen that I know of is in, is in Manteca. Oh, wow. Because when I drive to Bats Pro Shops, I always go over right over 120, that 0120 overpass, right. onto the 99, and it's right there. And I know and that. You, because, and, and, you're, and you're making a stop every time, right? Yeah, because my wife says, you better stop off at the Dairy Queen or I'm going to stab you in the neck. Got to get a dilly bar, man. Got to get that dilly bar. Okay, so you're the other person who eats dilly bars. I, if you go to the Dairy Queen and not, don't get a blizzard, I don't know who... Fine. For the record, I for the record for the record, I I do both. But I was you know dilly bar. Nice. There you go. See, see like I'll I'll, have, I'll alternate. If I go to a Dairy Queen, I'll I'll try either one. But I like dilly bars. They're not bad. They're Alex, good. Alex the beatest Tavlian. Very cool. A dilly yeah. bar and a blizzard. Go get it, man. Hey man, you got you got You just gotta accept. <laughs> Listen, at the end of the day, you just have to say Don't yes. Apologize. No, I'm Don't not apologize. apologize. No, absolutely, Don't apologize. Ab- absolutely not. I'm just saying. You know, when you're offered an option, why why choose? You know, Holy like just smokes, that's fantastic. All right, so anyway, so we, uh, once again, off on a tangent. So uh, yeah. uh, Waffle Shop says they're going to stay open. Um, code enforcement comes out, says they got to close. They're not going to close. They got a $1,000 fine. Everybody pays it. They got a $5,000 fine. I'm not sure anybody paid it, but they did throw a nice uh, a press conference, which really doesn't pay the fines. Um, and the police came out, they got in the way of some people, some people touched the cop, they got detained, they got undetained, um, they were going to cut off the water to the waffle shop, but then they didn't cut off the water to the water, waffle, waffle shop, um, and today I was told that they got hit with $70,000 in fines. Wow. 70 grand in fines is what I'm being told. Wow. Seven. The one that, one shop seventy thousand dollars. I'm wondering, was That's, it worth was it worth the hash browns? Oh, that is oh, man. And I that, say this for every politician out there that has been using the waffle shop as their stage, they need a kick in and help this guy. Yeah. Yeah, they they need uh, to help this guy. If you're gonna go, if you're gonna go out there, or you're gonna go on social media and say that this guy needs to stay open and blah 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 blah, then cool, seventy grand, fork it over. Wow, <laughs> Moose Rocco, help the supervisor <laughs> find his wallet. <laughs> so I so I went and looked really quick. I took a quick look. So I from what I'm gathering, yeah, uh, it's not seventy thousand dollars. That was what he would have paid if. Uh, if the shop had been open for the next week. So if they had opened Monday and stayed open till the following Monday, it would have been $10,000 a day to stay open. 
Now, the source that I spoke to, I told him exactly that, and he said that the shop was fined 70000 for egregious action. Wow. So I, I don't have this. I, I, yeah, I don't wait, have wait, a wait. copy of it. I don't have a no. copy of it. I was told that's what it was. I'm not Listen, I didn't yeah. verify it, so it could be completely be. wrong. And so I'll, I'll say told. this. If, if that's true, I mean, if that's true, so let's, let's, play, let's play the game. If that's true, I am very certain. So, so for folks at home, uh, the way that these fines work uh, and the way that most of the – so this is all handled. It's not handled by the cops, so let's set the cops aside for a moment. We'll get to the cops in a moment. The way that these pro- this process is handled, it's all through code enforcement, which is this big department. They're basically – their job is to enforce municipal codes. You know, So if, you're, if you've got people who are growing grass too tall, you know, you call them. They talk to the, land, the property owner, and they tell them, hey, you got to chop this down. It's not within the code that we've set for our community. So code enforcement, when they issue a fine, it does not go to court. You don't go to court on a code enforcement violation. You go to an administrative hearing officer or a, basically like a municipal judge. And they go and they hear the case. They weigh the evidence just like a regular judge would. But the, but the decision that they render can be appealed and you can go to superior court and have an actual you know, trial. And then you can appeal that to a court of appeal and, and so on. Um, Typically what has happened, and code enforcement has been a big issue of contention between Mayor Brand and the city council, to the point that the city council voted to take over code enforcement and put it under the city attorney. Um, code, you know, code enforcement some, in different times in, in our city's history has been pushed to be more aggressive. And when they say be more aggressive, it's usually been just start issuing more expensive fines. So, so make fines very expensive. The problem is they run into a constitutional issue with excessive fines and, and what we know is cruel and unusual punishment. That's a key constitutional provision. So a lot of times when Fresno's code enforcement has, has enacted these crazy fines on people, even if the, even if the underlying issue they're in the right, the fines get rolled back. The judge will say, look, this violates the constitution. We can't issue fines to this amount because it is excessive. So we are going to roll it back to a rate that we find we feel is reasonable, but not overly punitive. So if, if this guy got fined seventy thousand dollars, I'm gonna wager whenever he finally gets his day in front of a judge or in front of a hearing officer, there's no way he's gonna wind up paying seventy thousand dollars. I have a, I have a very hard time seeing that. But but you know what? Again, we're it's gonna be fun to watch because there's, I'm sure this is just the beginning. I'm, I'm you know you've got guys like I think Crazy Bernie who was fined heavily for opening up for curbside pickup. I'm sure he's got a fantastic case to to eliminate most of his fines. Because while he was operating outside of the guidelines of the city or operating outside of the shelter-in-place order, he was operating within their spirit of their, of their law, which was, you know, engage in social distancing. You know, he's trying to make it to the point where people aren't engaging in a lot of contact. So there are some of these cases I think are going to end up pretty straight up where there, there's not going to be a lot of fines enacted. But I'd be, I'd be very surprised if that guy got hit with $70,000 in fines. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, so that sort of moved on a little bit. Uh, we had the uh, the fantastically attended uh, Freedom Rally at uh, Fresno City Hall. Um, a couple hundred people showed up and, and uh, were not happy with the mayor and, and Council President Miguel Arias and a few other uh, folks. And um, I'm not sure how many people they were expecting to attend. Um, but, you know, from what everyone was saying, a couple hundred people. Uh and it was it was a definitely a pep rally. 
I would I would call it. It it would be something where where it was uh, you know we got to take on City Hall and they're you know they're they're destroying our livelihoods, they're destroying our businesses, and you know the politicians in that building are are to blame. And it was really a rebel rousing um, stage. I mean, am I incorrect on that, or was that sort of the the whole goal of this? I mean, I think to some extent, yes. I I think there's just a lot i think there was just a lot of energy that needed to be placed somewhere and this kind of felt like a natural uh, apparently a natural you know release i i don't know I, I i don't have a good explanation for for why i wish i did but i don't um i think there was just a lot of pent-up anxiety and and to some extent obviously given what's happened this week some anger about what's going on and this was just sort of the natural outlet yeah, so I mean, um, and you had, you know, you had council member Gary Bredefeld there. You had supervisor uh, Nathan Magsig. You had supervisor Steve Brandau, um, and then you had some other folks there. So, um, but not anything out of the ordinary. I mean, would you no. see that? I mean, this was a pep rally. Of, of was, oh yeah, it was very much a pep rally, and and it was very from a from a, a logistic standpoint, very well done because it required they were able to circumvent all of the city's permitting issues. Uh, by having a stage set up on a flatbed truck, so that way they were not setting up a stage on city property where they would need a permit to operate. It was, it was. I'll be honest. Like from a from a, a devious factor, like fantastic. That, that was a ten out of ten in in setting up a, a protest and a rally uh, without having to get a single permit to operate. Yeah. So um, obviously, there's a lot going on. And then it sort of uh, the apex was we're you know we're taping on a uh, on a Wednesday here um, last night with oh hold uh, on hold on though you missed well, what, you what missed, I missed you missed you missed the infamous uh, Waffle House arrest or Waffle Shop arrest a detaining was that really detaining. an arrest oh okay listen okay. I, once again <laughs> you, listen you pass the bar I think, <laughs> all right all right fine. Well, it was like, a waffle house, waffle shop arrest. All right, so they detained him. Was he was he charged with anything? I, I mean, no, he was not charged with anything. But, right. but I mean, the, the Did he ever go downtown? That... Did they fingerprint him? Well, I, no, but that no. that kind of begs the question. You know, you know, it, it, it's uh, the fact that there were cops there at all was was pretty surprising and and somewhat. I guess in your view, would you would you find that to be necessary to to determine that they're violating the city's you know emergency order? Well, code enforcement could have mailed the the fines. They didn't have to do it in person. So when code enforcement pulls up and sees a mob standing outside the door, what do you think is going to happen? Right. So, and I feel bad for these code enforcement people because, like, you know, obviously, the, you know, they're taking orders. So they they call back to you know to HQ. And they go, hey, I'm at the waffle shop. Uh, there's a thousand dudes here wearing Docker shorts and Speary topsiders. Um, so uh, what do you want me to do? Uh, call one of the cops and let's go in there. I, I, I'm sorry. Like, they should have mailed it and just been done with it. They didn't. They called the police. They sent, they sent one, one police officer, which cracks me up, considering you pull up and you see – 15 people there standing out, you know, standing outside the door and you only have one police officer. I told a number of people this, if this had been a, 
uh, a breakfast place in, in South Fresno. Believe me, there have been more than one police officer showing up. Um, one police officer shows up. There seems to be a little pushy and shovey. And uh, the guy gets detained. Um, and uh, he was let go. I guess there was no charges filed or anything like that. And that was, that was a big story for 24 to 48 hours. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, and I mean, you've got the, the, the factor of relatives in the mix as well, uh, which, which adds to it. And I think that started to set in motion what happened yesterday, to be honest with you. I think a lot of it had to do with that is that there was, you know, not only was there all this press coverage of this one shot, but now you've got all of these elements coming together, brewing to yesterday, Jim, what happened yesterday? Um, I really think that there are some people out there that were not taught well as a child. And I was lucky that I, I, I do believe I was taught well as a child. Maybe some people would disagree, but the, some of the rules are you don't mess with people's kids. You don't mess with people's wives. You don't mess with people's moms. You don't mess with their houses. And if you're looking for smoke... Be careful when they bring fire. And it appears that what are we calling uh, these guys? What, what's what's? I'm not going to call them journalists. I'm not going to call them. No, no, no. I, 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 I just refer. I refer to them as protesters. That, that's how we Protect, refer to them at the protesters, time. activists, whatever, whatever, right? Yeah. So they get about 10, 10 of these activists. To sh- they find out where Miguel Arias lives. They drive over there. They go into a gated community, climb up the stairs, knock on his door. Now, I spoke to Miguel Arias last evening, and my first question to him was, why'd you open the door? But once you did, and you saw who it was, second question, why didn't you shut the door? And I, I, I said this on, one of the, uh, on KMJ this week, and, and uh, I'll say it again. I think that he went from council president and politician to Papa Bear, and it was a mistake. And I think that he, he definitely made a mistake by not shutting the door and engaging. Um, his kids were in the house, and he definitely engaged. There's no doubt about it. Oh, that's, that, yeah. He, 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 that's he engaged. Obvious. Now, if it was me, you, came in, you come to my house, and you're banging on my door, and you're scaring my kids. Oh, there's going to be more than a citation. Oh, you're getting you're you're getting thrown down the stairs. Yeah, absolutely. And and I'll, and I'll say this: so I come from uh, you know I, I I hate to say this I've been involved in an incident not sure. that to be to be like to be honest it's almost identical but for you know a stairwell it, it's not all that different. Um, you know, two years ago when I was working for uh, a congressman here in the valley, David Valadeo. Um, you know, we're, we're about, you know, four months away from an election and a group of protesters who were, you know, big immigration advocates who, oddly enough, actually, they were on. This is what was very bizarre to us. They were on the same side on the of the issue, but they came to their whole goal was to just increase pressure while we were in the middle of pushing an immigration bill. And and so we're already on their side, but they're still protesting us. They came to to uh, Congressman Valadeo's house. Uh, which is a farm. It's a farmhouse uh, just outside of town in Hanford. And they're out there with a megaphone and broad daylight 
yelling and doing the whole nine yards and doing, you know, protesting uh, on someone else's property. They're across the street and they're protesting on another person's property. So they're trespassing on someone else's property and his family's at home. And, and uh, unlike Miguel in this particular instance, he was not, he was at an event uh, in, you know, down the, just down the street. And so, you know, I was having the sort of, it was kind of weird getting a phone call from, you know, my boss's wife saying, Hey, there's, this going on, uh, there are protesters outside of our house. What do we do? And we're having to, you know, we're calling, you know, the Kings County Sheriff's Office. We're calling Hanford PD. We're calling every law enforcement agency we can because they're engaging in trespassing. There is a potential threat, and you're just and so like the biggest. But the first piece of instruction was just stay home and stay quiet and just you know just calm you know just just stay calm as much as possible. And that's the only distinction here. But like. I, it's it's not no one in any universe should feel comfortable when protesters show up at your door and you're an elected official. Their family shouldn't. They should. That that and I think everyone and, and Jim, correct me if I'm wrong. Pretty sure that's a universal. That's just a. There's a rule in this game and in this, and in this business. You just stay away from the family. Stay away from the house. Yeah, and and once again, but you're not dealing with politicians. You're not dealing with leaders. You're not dealing with really men here. You're dealing with you're dealing with larvae that that are showing up and and trying to get a politician to do something and that's that's not just last night but that's anytime and that's not just yeah. here in the valley that's, that's there everywhere. are there are rules yeah. and yeah. you don't mess with a with 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 a man or woman's family you don't do it and you don't mess with their family because you don't go to their house and yeah. i get it there are a lot of people that are upset with miguel arias because of decisions that he's been a part of and and right now, because of COVID-19, there really isn't a public comment period like there usually is during uh, regular council, city of Fresno um, meetings. And I think the city of Fresno probably should have been able to, you know, do something uh, when, it, when it comes to public comment. But still, you don't show up to a guy's house. I'm sorry. No. And, and, and people are, are, are saying that, I know you and I have been debating this. Uh, if it's battery, if it's assault, if it's this and that, and obviously you passed the bar and I didn't. Um, but um, I, I'm sorry, but I will definitely instruct my son that if any of your friends yell, "My dad's a lawyer," they're not welcome in our house anymore. That well, is the most. That is the most scapegoaty. Just insert phrase I'm not allowed to use. Person. Yeah, my my dad's a lawyer. My dad, you're going to jail. We're going to sue you. That's not a man. No. That's not a man. No. I'm sorry. And if you think that that was really battery, and you think that was really an assault, um, then stay off the guy's stairs. And to be like, well, technically, it's uh, it's common in the area because it's an apartment. Uh, you showed up at the guy's house. You were looking for heat, and you found it. You deserved every bit of it. Now. Did, did he get served with uh, three uh, citizens' arrest citations? Yes. Will he have to appear in court? Yes. Uh, by the letter of the law, from what uh, my friend Alex Tavlian here is telling me, uh, by the letter of the law, will he uh, be in trouble with this? Could be. I mean, it's, it's likely. I mean, it's, it's possible. I, I'll put it this way. I'll be curious to see how this plays out. I think there's... There's certainly an element of, you know, again, this, this goes back to shut the door. Like there's the pop bear instincts, the pop bear instincts come with consequences. Um, 
again, I'm not saying, and I agree with you, you know, that, that you, you, you trespassed, you, you walked into it. And, and right. those are the consequences that I think, I think are still to be determined. But uh, yeah, you, you, you look for smoke, like, you found it. Like, but, like my friend, Matt, like my, my friend, Matt quoted the, the, uh, the, the uh, Nobel uh, poet, little John, little John. <laughs> uh, and, and I will paraphrase, don't start no mess. There won't be no mess. Yeah. Yeah. Don't trespass and show up my door, you won't get assaulted. Yeah, that's yeah. how that works. Uh, I, I just, I, sorry, charge him, whatever. But I'm telling you, politically, in my opinion, he's gonna. <laughs> this is gonna help Miguel. It ain't gonna uh, hurt him. It's gonna help him. Yeah. No. I, I, ultimately, you know, again, I, I think there is a. Um, I think there's a tenor that has grown and and again it's not it's coronavirus certainly is not the start of it i mean again as you, as you mentioned there are instances nationwide you know with and and even today you know gary bredefeld had a press conference and he rattled off the the republicans who have been subjected to this on a national level locally you know there there was a big you know big fight between even you know if you want to if people are castigating Ben Bergquam, the, the kind of ringleader as not being a member of the media, which is fine. Um, you know, even, even media organizations kind of overstepping the line. Devin Nunes was a key uh, uh, figure in that fight, you know, where he was fighting with the Fresno Bee over them going to his grandmother's house. Right. Uh, unprompted. And I mean, that was, that was kind of seen right. as sort of, no. that, that, to be honest with you, that was kind of as bad or, or worse because it's not someone who's in, they're not in the public sphere. They right. Have nothing to do with the public sphere. And you're going and you're going after them. And I know the reporter did it. And it's and I'm sure it was done with, I mean, I assume with some decent intentions, but it didn't end up that way. I uh, missed, it, it, but, but Alex, I miss when Gary said this. All right. So I, yeah. I, I can't speak on it. Yeah. But <clears throat> I, 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 we always joke with a friend of ours. Mm -hmm. You learn the phrase, use it and walk away. I was wrong. I'm sorry. If Gary comes out and just goes, listen, I'm a passionate guy. I still believe in what I believe when it comes to shelter in place. I'm not going to quit fighting for my people. Um, but as I said on Facebook last night, I want no part of these guys. Don't give me, don't give me, well, you know, the Democrats do it too. No, shut no, up. No, you're right. You're right. Yeah, no. What, shut they did, up. What, they, what they did was wrong. What they did right. was wrong. Just, right. Yeah, right. I want no part of these guys. I want to stick to the issues. You know, hey, uh, you know, I put that on Twitter last night. Like, hey, you know, uh, when I when, when I'm talking to politicians on television or on radio, you know things get heated. We we exchange insults sometimes, but like there's a line you don't cross. So all Gary has to do is go. Listen, I'm not going to stop being passionate about shelter in place. I'm not going to be. I'm not going to stop fighting for what I feel is right. I'm just letting you know those guys. Yeah, f those guys, and then just shut up. Mm -hmm. Just shut up. Yeah. Yeah. Don't go. Oh well, yeah, no, yeah. Well, you know the the people down. Yeah, no, no, no. Sh sh shut up. Yeah, and, now, I'll, and I'll and I'll know he, he was, and I'll just so just for context' sake, he did know that the the re, in mentioning the the other elected officials for whom this has happened was in noting that he has condemned those incidences. So not that. Oh, he, absolutely yeah. right. No, right. and that's not just Gary, and that, and that and, and listen, Gary cannot be the lightning rod of all this. No. Um, I know a lot of people, and I'm not going to sit here and, you know, obviously Gary and I have had our differences over the past few weeks. I'm not going to, I'm not going to allow this to all be on Gary. Yeah. Uh, now, once again, we talked about this growing up as kids, we were taught, be careful who your friends are because you will be judged by the company that you keep. Yeah. So if he's going to now say, 
that Ben and these guys don't reflect what he's trying to do, and that was, you know, that was horrible, then you don't get a, you don't get to associate with them anymore. Yeah, you don't. Yeah, and and that should really go for other people who were taking photos with these guys at the Freedom Rally. Yeah, that that that's that's Brandel, that's Magsig, that's others that can go. Yeah, I know there's photos that we we were taking photos with. Yeah, uh, f that guy. <laughs> you know, what I mean, like, yeah, yeah no, yeah. no, not you know. Um, but uh, it was a sad day yesterday. Um, obviously, you and I, you know, we we talked about this a lot, and and obviously, there, I think there is a legal argument to be made uh, on what happened. But then I also think that there is a street conversation to have, of course, which is which is. In this town, which is why we love calling the, the podcast that we did, only in this town can that line be crossed without ramifications. Well, as I as I like to say, Jim, in the words of the Zen master, we'll see. We don't know that for sure, right? I, I, and, and, and and I think I think that's the biggest thing is there's no and, and a lot of, and again I know a lot of people very upset at how yesterday ended. You know, like, you know, there's all these people who are like, well, he got charged. You know, the guy who who has people at his doorstep gets charged. Well, and uh-huh. again, I go back to like, yes, there's a legal reason why it's not that there is no basis for it. Um, but again, it, it, you know, it ain't over till it's over. And I think there is there's much more to come from this particular incident um, in terms of ramp in terms of consequences and implications moving forward. Um you know, I, I think a, a lot of um, it, it, one of the elements, though, and I've, I mentioned this to you before, was, you know, and, and unfortunately it's gotten it got ugly much quicker than I even anticipated was, you know, and, and sort of starting where we ending where we started, you know, two weeks ago when the Friday from hell, you know, I, I, I made it pretty clear to you and to others. Like, I, I don't know what the um, what the uh, willingness of people of Fresno to swallow this length of continued sheltering um, without some reaction and, and some li- and some ability I agree. to control it. And, and, and again, I'm not saying this is the, what I anticipated that guy's not, but, but certainly right. there has to, there, there was going to be a breaking point. And my question, I think moving forward is, is this the turning point? Is this, is, have we hit, the, have we hit the heat and now it's starting, things start to melt a little bit because I, I honestly, not 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 saying it's about to the to some amount of intimidation or attempted intimidation, um, but but people I, people I think people are going to roll their eyes when I say this, and that people roll their eyes a lot when I talk. <laughs> is if college football comes out and says we're not playing this season, that's going to set people off. Yeah, I I think I, and people are like ah oh, I hit football no. No, no, no. I don't think people realize what that means. No bulldog football. No, you know, uh, you. I mean, you and I would be destroyed um, yeah. with that. With that. Without. I mean, sports right now sucks because we're both baseball fans. But like you and I have been waiting for Vegas to open up the Death Star. Yeah, I'm not even a Raiders fan. And I can't wait to get there. Yeah. If they come out and they say there's no football this year. Um, they've already canceled. They've already ca- uh, uh, canceled in in person classes at uh, Cal State University Fresno. Mm-hmm. Um, I think people are going to lose it. Yeah, and I don't know what that means. Um, but 
I mean, hell, they, even, they, even the yeah. even, even LA County, you know, they had their they had their health officer yesterday. They had a they had a supervisors meeting, and the and the health officer for the county of LA said, you know, expect this to run through the end of July, and people and and it was of course it was a and this is the one element that I love about health officials. They don't quite have the nuance that our elected politicians do to explain that. Yeah, there's going to be shelter in place, but that doesn't mean it's going to be a lockdown. It's going to be a little different. Um, and and but what does that mean, though? Well, that's the thing. They, they had so all these all the supervisors come out and say, "Hold on, it's not what you think it means." You know, it, 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 we said one thing, but we mean another, which is basically, right. basically we didn't talk to our health officer ahead of time to not deliver the bad. You know, learn some bedside manner was basically the translation. Right, like we didn't we didn't teach this guy bedside manner when it comes to the public in the middle of a pandemic. Quit, quit making doctors become communications directors. Yeah, and, stop, stop it. It's and I'm with you on that. Stop. That's the, as someone in the stop. as someone in the media, that's frustrating. But uh, yeah. but that's the thing is like the, even that was starting to. People in, in in LA were starting to pop off. Even a place that's a hot spot, when you throw that much, you know, when you throw that much dirt down, you're you're gonna it's gonna have some backlash. And and um, and and so for Fresno, as I'm curious, and, and the Valley, you know, there, there's moves to kind of push forward, get reopening further. You know, a lot of the counties I wrote about are really moving forward to try and get plans in place to reopen restaurants and and bring a sense of new normalcy. But the, the ultimate question you know is is what it, it ha- what is this going to serve as sort of the, a, a very ugly tipping point that will sort of force people to reckon with look you know are, are we are we moving forward or are we moving back and and, and where are we at yeah no i hear you yeah. i hear you yeah. well hey it was a fun week for us not some fun week for others hopefully uh um as the summer approaches we'll have better news week to week and we can get back to making fun of each other over trivial things not actual real things so um anyways um can they email us how do how do, how do people people have been tweeting at us uh yeah. or tweeting at me saying hey we, we want you to talk about this we want you to talk about that how, how do they get a hold of us they can get a hold of us first of all the easiest way is on twitter uh if you go to twitter.com slash this town talks uh, or just at this town talks when you're on the uh, on the platform. Um, if all else fails, feel free to shoot us an email. Um, you know, in the subject line, just put this town. You can send it to news at sjvsun.com um, and just let us know. Send some feedback that way as well, and and uh, I'll make sure Jim and, and myself take a look at. I, it. I think that we should do uh, we should do a this town mailbag next week. I, you know what? I think that's great. Send your comments. That's, send your yeah. Send your, send your criticisms of Jim's hair and how it's not real. Uh, yeah, that's right. And uh, and uh, uh, send it over to either our Twitter account. You can go drop it in our DMs at this town talks, or you can email us. Just put this town in the subject line and email it to uh, news at sjvsun.com. And with that, for the snitch, Alex Pavlian, I am Jim Barrows. We will see you next week on This Town. Thanks, guys. This town is a lonely town. Not the only town like this town. This town. Is a make you town or a break you town?